Eternal Dirtles is a Hipsters of the Coast podcast sponsored by Paragon City Games and Bearded Dragon Games. You can support us at patreon.com slash eternal dirtles. Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Nathan Golia and Phil Blackman. How's it going, guys? Greetings from uh, smoky Utah. Oh man, first uh, first time in weeks that all three of us are on the cast. Yeah, yeah, this is great. We are living the dream. Yeah, with you as always, except for like the last month. <laughs> I mean, I, the, with you, the with me as always, you know, in our hearts, in our hearts. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, we're going to talk about some spoilers today. Got Heck 17. Yeah. 17 spoilers today. We're returning um, to returning to Ravnica. Yes, which, you know, I don't understand how the story works at all. I, honestly, it, I should be shot for saying that. That's like when the waiter comes to your table and says, like, to an empty plate and is like, how was everything? You hated it, right? It's like the returning <laughs> to returning to Ravnica is like, that's it's so played out. I apologize to everyone. My loose understanding of the story at this point is... Bolas has people working on the inside to like try and either take control or destroy Ravnica. So he's got some people uh, that are like taking over certain guilds that are working for him, a la Ral and Vraska. And then you have the other five guilds that are trying to fight against him. So pretty much, if like there's a planeswalker that's the like mythic leader of the guild, uh, in this case it's Vraska and Ral, they're working with Bolas. And if it's not, if they're if you're character is mythic and it's like the the guild leader then they're fighting against bolus so it's like a kind of cool thing because we're going to see like azorius fighting alongside bolus but demir is not weird yeah that's my that's my (laughs) 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 those certainly sounded like words you guys were talking about hearthstone before the cast started i feel the exact same way as i did then all right guess what everybody (laughs) we're doing timestamps, and we're going to start it right here i've got two minutes into the cast uh, in two seconds. So two minutes. There we go. Two minutes. Assassin's trophy. Okay. Okay. Can we can we talk first? Are you guys for the nickname Ash Trophy or against it? I'm against it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it was it's funny, but like that it's not after like three or four times when you hear an adult say it. It's it's, it's right up there with the like the 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 waiter thing I was talking about before. It's like yeah, you're gonna hear that so many times. At, that after a while it's just gonna it's just gonna be like almost annoying it's like hearing people say the goose is loose i know i love saying it but like i know that it's annoying as shit for other people to have to hear i mean it's not like they called it royal ass in alpha you know <laughs> i don't i don't remember that ever happening but anyway Here, here's my uh solution to ash trophy uh the lazier we get where we don't want to say two words because we never say two words when we use a spell on something usually we're just like push that plow that uh ash trophy is just gonna get uh brought down into one word where people are just gonna say a uh, a trophy that or trophy that. apostrophe three minutes and five seconds is the actual timestamp for assassin's trophy black green instant destroy target permanent and opponent controls its controller may search their library for a basic land card put it onto the battlefield then shuffle their library it, you know, it, so hits, this is the it hits lands which is which is at least something that uh 
uh, abrupt decay doesn't do. It also hits creatures that are uh, it hits permanents that are above a mana cost of three. Yeah, I actually, my, my, I'm I'm going to be on the opposing side of this. I think uh, abrupt decay is better than this card in Legacy, specifically Legacy. Um, but I say that because I think the things that this the things that you want this to hit, the fact that it doesn't exile is like the bigger deal. Yeah. So it like again the decks that are playing black green that would want this effect like they struggle against things like merit lage can't deal with that. If you like nuke their land, you're if you're playing against like a loam deck, they don't really care. Yeah. Um, giving people a basic means that like you can't be on a land destruction plan yourself really, uh, or a mantle denial strategy. Uh, and this also can just get countered. I think abrupt decay. I think people underestimate how powerful. Abrupt Decay not being able to be countered is. It's very powerful. It's the most well, it powerful thing. <laughs> right. I don't know that we're any of us are on, on the real hype train with this. Maybe Zach is more than me. But I think I, it's fine. I think it's fine. That's basically it. Like, it's another okay. tool. You know? Like, I don't think... Uh, people, I guess you guys... Oh, I had a whole list of stuff I wanted to talk about that you guys talked about while I was out, but I can't find it. Um, but, like, you guys are talking about Leovold and finding a home for Leovold and, like, what does it need? I don't really think removal is what is what the leovold decks needed like this is more flexible but you st this is never going to be a four of they need th so to to go on to the leovold conversation i think what they need is a reason to be in these colors uh that makes it better than grixis right and so with uh with this deathrite shaman you had you had uh, uh, acceleration, and you also had longevity, right? This is yeah. neither of those things. This doesn't keep you in the game, nor uh, it, it sort of does, but like it doesn't like you know uh, stem stem the tide, as it were. Um, and it certainly doesn't uh, uh, accelerate you in any way, shape, or form. Uh, so it's just another card that like it takes up that that very cluttered two spot in in, in a deck that wants to play Leofold. So without Deathrite Shaman where you just got to play four colors because it was free. I agree with you that the Leovold argument, it's like Grixis isn't Grixis. It's a blue-black deck that splashes red. Yeah. But, and any Leovold deck is going to be a blue-black deck that splashes green. But you have to... The argument I think that holds Leo back is the only current argument for green cards against the red cards in the splash are Leo specifically. And then you get things like Sylvan Library and Abrupt Decay, but then that's kind of it. You don't really get any good board cards or anything like that. Where red, you just have Bolt, which is an insane card, and you have K Command, which is an insane card, and then the board, you get Pyroblast. Yeah. And all of those things are just better than all of the green cards, except for Leovold, and then specifically like Sylvan Library against the matchups where you want that kind of effect. Yeah, um, no one's playing Gloom or Death it. Grip. <laughs> Like until you get a, a a reason to a better reason to move into green, it's going to be really hard to find a home for Leovold. And I don't think Ash Trophy is doing more work than Abrupt Decay is already doing, because the things that this can hit that uh, Decay can't, it's like Jace, or I mean, I guess I guess Gurmag. Gurmag um, Angler. Well, but it's like you're priced into playing Edicts anyway, so because you need to deal with TNN and Merit Lade, so I don't right. know like. This thing doesn't have, I think, as enough targets that Abrupt Decay doesn't already deal with to, to make it worth not having the uncounterability to guarantee it's going to do what you want. Yeah. On top of that, like, okay, your opponent drops a Mentor 
you know, you kill it, and then their next turn they just play Jace with with Spell Pierce back up, which is not yeah, what you want. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the actual <laughs> yeah, so, card too is that it, um, because it gives them a uh, land, and it's untapped. In Legacy, you can leverage that way better. Like you said, you can go like a Jace Pierce line after you killed the thing. But also, like, what if they just you like played it and they have a fetch, and then you just like kill a thing and then they just go get an island and then have like a perfect brainstorm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there there there's one case where I think this card may improve some decks, and that's the fact that it can kill land. I think that, um. So I've been playing that that Death Shadow deck a reasonable amount, and it's not really like a good mana denial deck, um, in in many ways, like like many Delver decks are. Um, you know, you're not playing Spell Pierce, you're playing Stubborn Denial, and the point of Stubborn Denial is that it's a hard counter when you know you have your guy out, right? Yep. And the thing, but the thing is, you kind of have to play at least two Wastelands in any creature deck just in case you run into stuff like Maze of Ith or you know Tabernacle or. Rashad and Port, mm-hmm. and the fact that you can sort of consolidate all that down to one card. The problem is that it's counterable, and like you can't run a ton of them. Like if you're if you're if you're a black green deck and you have to kill the card Delver of Secrets, you know you got to assume you got to play around days, and you know that makes this an effective three, and then they could have Spell Pierce that makes this an effective four. I mean that's above the case is way better. So there's going to be a lot of tension, but there is. There are there are potential slots where I see a home know. a home for this Carter in things like I think you have to be looking at what are the things specifically that Decay can't hit that this can that your deck specifically wants to kill. So in like the one of the things that came to mind I was thinking was like the sideboard of elves. Like this card is worse specifically against counterbalance, but it's way better than abrupt decay against like tabernacle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, so it's like if you're looking to kill specific things, I think this is like a nice tool to throw into the pool. But I, I don't think this is better than abrupt decay in like the grand scheme of things. I think it's just going to be like a reasonable role player that will show up from time to time. But I don't think it's like changing or skewing the format in any way. The real and the real hard part is how do you build your deck to take all that into account? You know. Do you play Fatal Push and this is your split? Do you play Fatal Push and Abrupt Decay is your split? Do you play Abrupt Decay and this is your split? You know, a lot of, like, Dismember, Diabolic Edict, uh, Dark Blast, all these little cards that have had... I just don't think this this color combination has been hurting for removal, and I yeah. don't know how much not having... being able to kill lands is worth. I mean... But, but I do think it will be played, and I do think that there is some potential for something to be improved by it. Final note on this card, I think there's a lot of champagne dreams and caviar wishes with this price point, though. <laughs> you think? Yeah. You don't think this is worth $28.48? Yeah, I think this is. <laughs> th- th- I think that's ridiculous. I, th- th- maybe you'll see play in the other formats, but moving on. I think it's going to be really good in modern. It's probably going to yeah, be like sure. the same thing as Abrupt Decay, where it's like a reasonable $10 card because it's better than Abrupt Decay in that format, but like... I don't think yeah, twenty five bucks or whatever is like that's <laughs> well, that's just pre order. Yeah, it's obscene. Mission briefing: blue, blue, instant. Surveil two, then choose an instant or sorcery card in your graveyard. You may cast that card this turn if that card will be put into your graveyard this turn. Exile it instead. To surveil two, look at the top two cards of your library, then put any number of them into your graveyard and the rest on top of your library in any order. I like Bill. This you card. like this card? This card's oh, fucking bonkers. Too, apparently. Yeah. 
I it's, like this card it's a lot. crazy. Yeah, it's crazy good. This card so, really reads like, you know, surveil two is probably worth like a card, right? Um, and and more if you have a graveyard synergy. But like, I I don't know, man. I just like I like what this card's trying to do, and uh, you know, it's obviously not Snapcaster Mage, and I I think that comparing it to Snapcaster Mage is silly. Um, obviously, uh, the the blue blue in and of itself is is gonna you know it's gonna want a specific kind of deck. But I think this card's great in like a uh as like a backup plan in in like a show and tell style deck. Well, do you want to know something that is an interaction that this actually is superior it granted this and snapcast are two very different cards they they have a similar effect but one being a two embodied versus this one giving you selection and like you know stacking your deck is they're very different yeah. uh they both have their utilities and they both have their point positions where they're very good this one has a very specific interaction with force of will where if you cast this and then target force of will you can pay the alternate cost yes this is true and days and days. You can pay those alternate costs. I don't know, you know, I don't know what Decca is playing this a two minute effect <laughs> like this with days in it, but I who knows? Uh, but you well, can't no, pay you're right, you're right. That's a big deal. Invigorate is another one, you know. Mm-hmm. Ooh, invigorate. <laughs> I like it. I like where your head's at, Nate. Um you can also use Delve and all that stuff. Yeah, no, I think that's it. The other the other the other um difference between this and Snapcaster Mage is it's Surveil, then choose, so they cannot respond to your targeting by surgicaling the card. And I do not believe they will get an opportunity to surgical the card before you get an opportunity to cast it, even if you pick a sorcery. I just had a revelation when you said, and Delve. And yeah. that is that this card is going to be busted in Vintage. Oh, I, I mean, I think this is a good card for Vintage, yes. Yeah. The, the yeah, question is, what's the great flashback? It's what's the creature... Well, it doesn't give flashback. It gives, you know... It gives better casting. than flashback. Yeah. Um, anything free, they can for, pay for Exian mana. You know, you can surveil two for your own surgical and then, you know, find your own surgical if you need to use it. I think the tension between this and Snapcaster is very interesting. Um, and, you know, again, it's going to be like, how, how much do you want to... How much does the surveil matter to you? The funny thing is, Miracles makes such good use of Snapcaster Mage but Surveil 2 in your deck with Miracles in it yeah. is really good. Oh, yeah, of <laughs> like, course. I mean, Surveil who needs a 2-1 also... when you can put a bunch of Angels into play the next turn? Surveil 2 also does good work in, like, if you just pondered or brainstormed and want to clear the chase. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's got a lot... Of, it's got more value than you think. Surveil is a very good legacy effect that sort of like Prowess, where it doesn't look like much, but then you realize how often you cast spells. Oh, man. Yeah. Also, you can only have so much, like air in your deck but if you have a predict in your yard you cast this and then just get the predict yeah and that's you know what's like, you know on top, top. yeah <laughs> it, that's four mana that's four mana draw two well it's what and if it's you went snap predict that's four mana draw two yeah. you would also need the the setup to know what the top card is yep. this one kind of just lets you have that so it works alongside a lot of cards that are already seeing play and in like particular play patterns that decks are currently using yeah. so I don't know exactly where this like cleanly slots in, but like this will be a player. Like this is yeah. the card that's actually worth the money. This card might actually put blue black reanimator back into back into a home as like not like is like not the premier reanimator deck, but like as a more uh, defensive style reanimator deck. Yeah, we're gonna talk a little bit about reanimator at some point because yeah. I find 
the presence of Grizzlebrand to be actually more constraining for reanimator decks than than enabling. But um, as I and we'll talk about that in maybe a second, unless we have anything else we want to talk about with mission briefing, I'll give you guys the opportunity of the last word. The next card is one I'm really excited about, and it is very good with mission briefing. I'm good. All right. So let's see. Taking my notes here. Fifteen forty. Okay. Arc Light Phoenix. Three and a red for a creature Phoenix with flying haste. At the beginning of combat on your turn, if you cast three or more instants and or sorceries this turn, you may return Arclight Phoenix from your graveyard to the battlefield. I'm into this card. If you guys have heard me talk about Vengevine as much as I have. I mean, this is spell Vengevine. I think I, you've been smoking the funny the the, the funny <laughs> dust, man. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, this is super cute. <laughs> <laughs> You mission briefing, you dump two of these out the surveil, and then you just, you get you know you cast a spell, and you just have to cast one more spell. No, I think that this I don't think this is a fair card. Like I don't think you play this and tap four lands, and then like it dies, and then you you know later on get it back for value. I think that there is a potential for like this is this is like a hollow two. one kind of situation here. Hollow One, Vengevine, Bloodgast. Think that. Okay. Thinking that in that. That's where I'm. That's where I'm coming from with this. There might be some. Yeah, you you can like faithless looting spell. into. Like if you have if you have enough mana, you can faithless looting into uh what's it called? Faithless looting again, right? Yeah, I, think I mean this it's... card would be really good if it didn't take up a slot in your deck. Yeah. Well, there's that. <laughs> like if you could just put it into your graveyard. Like you if you just didn't out. have to play this in your sixty. It's probably good. You just like could guarantee that you'd never draw this card. Well, it's also like I'm trying. I was trying to think when you when you brought this card up, and I was like, oh yeah, I see like where you're going with it. I'm like, well, if it were the man plan against something that like wants to be casting that many spells in a turn, how how would this be better than Young Peasy? Or yeah, or you know uh, what's it called uh, because flying haste, flying haste, two toughness recursion. That's how, and and I mean like. You know, you're getting all the effect. What's a like Vengevine? Me, you need to cast two creatures, which is you know not as easy to cast as three more instants or sorceries. There are more free creatures now, especially that probe is not in the format. But I don't know. I could I could see this happening. So, you could sacrifice this with Cabal Therapy if it's in play, and then that counts as a spell to return it, and then you you know you still get a hasty flyer. Yeah, I mean, th- I think I think that th- this allows you to do some sort of delvery things with it, you know, like it fits in a deck that would want to delve, be a delver deck. But like, if they put out like a one mana card that draws you a card and surveils, like this card's okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can draw something up when I have more time. I'm I'm interested in seeing if I mean Benchvine doesn't you could Benchvine gets blocked, which has come up a lot in my Benchvine testing. Um, this is flying and haste, uh, which is nice. Intents and sorceries also stop your opponent from doing stuff. Or, you know, you could use Thoughtseize, Cabal Therapy, that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I could see it happening. Bedlam Reveler is a card that gives you three new cards in your hand and dumps your hand in your graveyard. True, true. On color. Like, you know, that's all there. Bulk, bulk, bulk at this guy and go nuts. Yeah. Yeah, right. Mausoleum Secrets. Uh, okay, wait. Even 46. Mausoleum Secrets. One and a black for an instant with undergrowth. Search your library for a black card with converted mana cost less than or equal to the number of creature cards in your graveyard. Reveal it, put it into your hand, then su- shuffle your library. Um, this is the first undergrowth card, which is also a new mechanic like Surveil. The undergrowth is basically a threshold mechanic where the effect matters on the number of creature cards in your graveyard. I think this card's cool. I mean, obviously this works well with like a reanimator deck. 
Um, maybe maybe it's good for Dredge. I'm not positive. I don't know the play pattern of Dredge well enough to be like, oh, yeah, definitely play this in Dredge. Um, I I feel like this this is probably also okay in in like a Grixis style deck. It's just like a specific draw. You know, like your guys are gonna die eventually. You, you know, you're gonna hit uh, Baleful Strix are gonna hit the graveyard every now and again. And having this as like a one up to like get get your specific sideboard card or you know your silver bullets is probably fine too. Bill, any opinions? I think this is a super interesting tutor for Legacy. I think the instant speed and having to play with creatures makes this uh, very unique in a way where I'm trying to think if it's going to be good enough that you have to get specifically black cards. Uh, instant I'm, tutor is not nothing. How many instant tutors go to the hand? Oh, no, no. I'm saying that like I, I think this card, like if this card showed up, I would not be surprised because an instant speed tutor is so powerful. I just am trying to think of a deck that would specifically both want creatures and only to tutor block spells. And the only thing that comes to mind to me is, of course, Reanimator again. Yeah. Um, well, with Death Shadow, you can cycle a Street Wraith and then use this to search up your Death Shadow, Thoughtseize, Fatal Push, Post Board, Surgical Extraction immediately. So that's that's a nice utility card. Yeah. The question is whether or not you find the room for it. Um, Traverse the Alvenwald is a comparative, a comparable card, I think, and that has been played, you know, to some yeah. extent. Yeah, and that's and a little bit hard. This is like um, Death Shadows five through eight. Right, but it also gets your surgical. It also gets your yeah. fatal push. It also gets your slaughter Re pack. Yeah. Reanimate is a good. Oh, that's right. Reanimate's in the Death Shadow deck, so you just, you know, yep. that can be your that can be your play, right? Like, cycle Street Wraith. You know, thoughts he's them, cycle Street Wraith, Mausoleum Secrets, get Reanimate, Reanimate Death Shadow, Reanimate the Street Wraith, play Death Shadow, it's like huge. You know, that's pretty nice. <laughs> I that's mean, that's something sequence. you can do. Yeah, yeah, that's a good sequence. And the, the question, you know, the, the fact that this is a tutor for your, can be tutored for your important sideboard card. Um, and that's just that one, that's just that one black, you know. You know, if you get two creatures in your graveyard or you have a way to do that, um... You can uh, get obviously bigger cards, Baleful Strix, Assassin's Trophy, yeah. but probably probably okay. Um, you know all those, all that kind of stuff. That is that is good. I think this card will be played. I think there's also unfair applications with, uh, you know, the decks that dump a lot of creatures in the graveyard, like that cycling deck or, uh, you know, that, that uh, Arclight uh, Phoenix deck. <laughs> the Arclight Phoenix deck, right? Well, that this counts for as a spell for your Arclight Phoenix, by the way. Um, Anyway, that's Mausoleum Secrets. I don't know. I, th I think it's a fun card. I hope to see it. Um, yeah, I we're gonna move on to. I a, feel the same way. Yeah, move on to a card that I know Phil will like because it is a blue legend. Lazav, the Multifarious, blue and a black for a legendary creature shapeshifter. When Lazav, the Multifarious, enters the battlefield, surveil one. X Lazav, the Multifarious, becomes a copy of target creature card in your graveyard. With converted mana cost X, except it retains its name, it's legendary, it has its ability, and it's a 1-3 on its own. So I wanted to talk about this card because I have no idea where it would actually go, but it's just one of those cards that screams to me that it's it, it could be fringe playable and actually powerful. I just don't know what other creatures you would pair with it. But the fact that it gives you some of, like effect when it ETBs, and then if it pairs well enough with something you can just like, you know, if you have a cheap creature in your yard to turn this into something else for like one or two mana, and then you get 
that creature's effect, uh, whether in response to a removal spell or you just get there, you know, if the card like can sacrifice itself or something. I I don't know where this goes, but this is one of those cards that's just it. I get the gut feeling on this thing, and I feel like it it could find a home and be great. Nate often says, "Don't sleep on three mana planeswalkers." I say, "Don't sleep on two mana legends in the Demir uh, the Demir Guild." Bill, this is a two mana legend that's two colors for Mox Opal. Dude, Mox Amber, come on. Or Mox Mox Amber, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and yes, I agree. Uh, Zach, the only downside is he, he this guy does not play well with JVP because you can't flip him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Actually, I was thinking like, could you flip Delver? Could you make this to a Delver? Zach, what can you make this into that is one mana goes to your graveyard very often, and is huge? Death Shadow. No. Well, <laughs> yes. Perexian uh, um, Dreadnought. Oh, there you go. That's good. It, it, that actually gets around its come into play ability. I like that a lot. Turn this into a three mana twelve twelve. Nate, it's time. Bust out your bust out your uh, dreadnoughts, everybody. I think I sold them. I I, I um. In yeah. tomb, turn one in tomb, turn two, Lazav, turn three, hit your opponent for twelve. Yep. And by the way, you could have one to two untapped lands. You yeah, can also and berserk. Yeah, berserk it, right? <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Now you're now you're talking. G- now you're speaking my language. G- <laughs> Uh, no, I think that's the, that's the best combo for it right now. You can just play the Dreadnought on turn one and put it in the graveyard, by the way. It goes to the graveyard on its own. Oh, man, that's uh, even better. Yeah, you could, you could also <laughs> just play Stifle Knot. Like, you just, this can be a backup plan. I'm, I it's love probably the better. Yeah, I mean, it's also a 1-3, which is not nothing. Blocks Thalia, um, you know, gets some, you know, so that it blocks some, like, sort of problematic things. Problem with um, blocking Thalia, Nate, is that generally Thalia is combined with Caracas. Well, yeah, but, you know, Wasteland that. I don't know. Stifle. <laughs> Stifle their Caracas. You are playing Stifle Knot, so you should de- definitely not use the Stifle to <laughs> Stifle your Dreadnought. Your Entomb idea is is interesting, too, in that you can you can have, like, a creature. You can have some sort of package with this. The question is, what do you get for the X? Um, you know, what, what what what's it worth to you? But blue-black, you know, that's that's the current best color combination. Yeah. Uh, Mox Amber, anything else on Lazav, Phil? I didn't even think about the the Dreadnought interaction, so that's that's kind of cool. I mean, we got to think were gonna about, like, amazing <laughs> low-cost creatures that uh, are not great because of their come-into-play abilities, right? And obviously, the mo- the most not great because of its come-into-play ability is, is Phyrexian Dreadnought. Right, and I did, I did look up. There's not a lot of good... Of, uh, not a lot of, like, big creatures that um that that are that are that low that have that have synergy with this you know like tarmogoyf but you know you can just you just make it a tarmogoyf every turn it's not it's not over the top yeah I'm no not. but this th- this is the type of uh thing where like when i was trying to make mox amber and leovold happen like this guy with leovold is also pretty good because like if you're just playing leovold and then you can just turn this guy into a leovold into the in the mid game that's pretty good and you could have two Leovolds in play at that point. Yes, you can have two Leovolds in play. It's got a different name. That that is an interesting interaction that I did Your not. Your opponent's yeah, like, I'm gonna target something, and you draw two cards. Wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll move on to Knight of Autumn. One green white creature dryad knight. 
When Knight of Autumn enters the battlefield, choose one. Put two plus, plus, plus one plus one counters on it. Destroy target artifact or enchantment. You gain four life. It is a two one. Uh, there's not much that you guys are going to say about this. This is well, just um, a Maverick Toolbox card. <laughs> let me just say, even though you might be the only person who's ever sleeved up literal forest in your main deck, <laughs> I have sleeved up forest in my sideboard. sideboard. <laughs> so let's not, uh, let's not rush uh, that. I right. uh, may not have any ideas on this card, okay? Uh, that being it, said, I have. I will never be playing this card. Go ahead. Uh, it's a reclamation. It's the same thing. Cost of reclamation sage. Um, that is better main deck because you can either make it a four or three or escape some sort of. It's an escape hatch if you need to gain life for some reason. Um, but it, this this will this will be in in decks, which is interesting to say. Like this will definitely be in decks because of that. Yeah, so, I mean, and and you know, you're you're. Uh... Uh, what's it called? Stuff. Tribal Dryad Knight decks. You know that. There you go. Cavern on Knight is creeping up there as an idea. I um I haven't quite got, I haven't quite fleshed it out, but there's been a lot of good knights recently. Uh, okay. Uh, Lotlith Giant. It is. Look at this. This is six and a black. So you know it's playable because that's a, a mana cost that sees play in Legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's a creature zombie giant. Undergrowth, when Lotlith Giant enters the battlefield, it deals one damage to target opponent for each creature card in your graveyard. And it's a 6-5, so it's even bigger than the other six in a black uh, zombie creature that's played in Legacy. I mean, let's be honest. The casting the, the casting cost important. The power and toughness on this thing is not important, right? <laughs> right. So This could this be is a another... 2020 and we wouldn't care. Sort of like, sort of like our, our knight friend from a minute ago. This is the kind of card that will see play, because it is a good finisher for your oops all spells, manaless dredge, family of decks. Yeah. Compact. It comes in. It, it domes them for enough to either kill them, or certainly, or you know, it comes off dread return, I should say. It domes them for either enough to kill them, or um, domes them for a ton, and then you attack and kill them. So, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I it's think just, that's, that's not what much there is more to, to say about that, that card. It's a giant zombie. Yes. I mean, that that deck lost Oops All Spells, lost Jataxian Probe, gained this. this guy. Yeah, right. All right. Um, Glowspire Shaman. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, it's a creature elf shaman, and it's both black and green. For one black, one green, though. Uh, when Glowspire Shaman enters the battlefield, put the top three cards of your library into your graveyard. You may put a land card from your graveyard on top of your library. It is a 3-1. I don't actually have a ton of uh, of faith in this, but it's a 3-1 for 2 that if you're a shenanigans deck, it shenanigans you, and then you make, you make your next land drop. You know, I think I saw someone with the Mox Diamond out. I was like, oh, yeah, you can just get the land back from your Mox Diamond. Or, you know, like your fetch land or whatnot, you know, if you're really into drawing land. Aggro alone is an interesting creature. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, you know, you put stuff in your graveyard. Um, there's a bunch of utility lands you can get back. You can cycle and draw this. Draw whatever land you put on top of your deck. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's a 3-1. Like, this thing comes down on turn one. Like, that's that's pretty good. I mean, it's, it's not Chalice. It's not Dark Confidant. But, you know, when I've played Agrolome, because I'm... So I've somehow only ever owned three knights of the reliquary. I always have like some other card in it. 
um, as the fourth in the fourth night splat. This is like one of those things, or um, where I've had like Grim Flare or something like that. But make your night big, and uh, you know you don't miss a land drop, which sucks sometimes, which can happen. You can zenith for it. So, uh, Phil, is this a good good card for your uh, for your emerging uh, Leovolt deck? Uh, I think uh, you can get I mean, that third mana that you re- so severely need for the next turn. I, I just have no, I just think that I don't think this card will ever see play. Uh, but primarily because of the thing that you just mentioned where you're like, it's not this good, the other good two drop and it's not this other also good two drop. And I can, <laughs> you know, like, I think they're yeah. just, they're just better right things to be doing. Right. And, know, like, you're playing a three one on turn two. And I just don't think that's good enough. Yeah. Let me tell you something, brother. If you're digging this podcast, you got to go over to patreon.com slash eternal dirtles and become a patron right now. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Creeping chill. Three and a blue sorcery. Uh, Or sorry, three and a black for sorcery. Creeping chill deals three damage to each opponent and you gain three life. When Creeping Chill is put into your graveyard from your library, you may exile it. If you do, uh, it deals three damage to each opponent, and you gain three life. So this is a millable lightning helix. What do you think? Any any applications for this in Dredge? Or... It, it only domes the opponent, right? It can't go after a creature? Unfortunately, no. This is... Uh, I mean, really what this needs to have is... It, creeping Chill is basically the... Uh, a, Magic the Gathering, real life Netflix and chill. <laughs> okay, all right. You, you don't want an intuition for two of these and make your next land drop and cast the third one. You know, at the end of their turn, you intuition. Okay, all right, all right. Omni spike, Omni speak. Ah, keeps seeing Omni speaker sham. I don't know why. Omni spell adept four to blue for creature human wizard. The three four, two and a blue tap. You may cast an instant or sorcery card from your hand without paying its mana cost. I I feel like this is something, but I can't I, I just can't think of what I would really want to cast. Like, what do you want to cast that costs more than three mana in this in this format that like is gonna do anything, right? You wanted to talk about this card, it was on your list. Yeah. <laughs> I, Four to blue kills this. I thought this was going to be like one in a blue. Yeah, that, that's the real problem. So, so I mean, I looked at this card and I was like, it would be cool to cast Enter the Infinite in, uh, uh, with this. Um, I, You know, like, it, even just as an uh, instant, like, a 3-4 guy, if you could get this into play somehow, like, without uh, without having to cast it and then just having it out there, if it cost three mana, I, th- I feel like this card w- would have legs. And, and the more I looked at it over the course of the day, I was like, Maybe this doesn't th- this doesn't do it, um. In the fact that it's an instant or sorcery card, and it, it like if it was like a blue non-creature card, I, I feel like you you know like maybe you could put uh, omniscience into play, which is what I was probably thinking when I read Omni spell. Well, a couple things. Hmm. One, it it lets you cast sorceries on your opponent's turn. Sure, that's not um, that's not nothing. Two, there's gotta be. There's a bunch of big mana sources. Firemind, look at them. Firemind's insight. Yeah. Is that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm. My guess is what happened with this card is that it was like one in a blue for like a one one that did this, 
And then someone was like, no, you can't do that. And then they made it a five mana three, four. They, they because... called that guy into the back to talk to him about, about play design afterwards too. They were like, yeah, right. look, I think, Jim. I think, I think that guy was uh, doing it right. Here's, here's the, the thing with this card. This card for sure, for sure, would have cost three and been the equivalent to the new uh, show and tell. Arcane Artisan, creature. yep. Mm-hmm. Had this card not been in a standard set, if this card was in a commander set or a conspiracy set, that this shit would be a three mana fucking O2 that makes you cast Enter the Infinite. I agree. Yeah, I don't know. It's a cool card. It is it is a cool card. And I think that like if you read the text box first, which I did, you were like, oh, come on. And then you saw the actual casting cost. We're like, oh, wait, no, you're just going to show and tell and do all the other stuff. The which effect is, is insane. And the CMC of this card means that it is only going to see playing commander. Correct. Right. Uh, Ritual of Soot. Two black, black. Sorcery. Destroy all creatures with converted mana cost three, three or less. Zach, when I saw this on your list, I hadn't heard of it yet. And I was like, they did not make another ritual. They did. <laughs> yeah, just another just another card to, to, to go off on. They're like, four mana ritual, make 17 mana. Yeah, um, right. No, I like this card because it, it's... it's uh, So it's not the answer you're looking for against... against uh, um, what's it called? Uh, Jesus, what's the name of the deck? Uh... Uh, death and ta- uh, against death and taxes because you have you have uh, massacre right, but um this is good against a Delver deck that's playing uh what's it called uh, uh true Shadow? name you know like you oh, true, name, true name nemesis yeah. with the, with get, this card get out of here this is good against Del- you want to resolve your four mana sorcery against the days deck get well, out of here I'm not talking about playing this card in 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 like uh, a another Delver deck or something like that. This is definitely a card for a slower deck. You know, your your uh, innocent blood style deck. Uh, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't just like Which slot could... this into into something like that immediately. Any deck playing innocent blood that is in the market for this effect could just play Damnation. True. So that's and there's there is a there is a version of this card that's out there that's actually an instant consume the meek, mm-hmm. uh, which is good, but. But I, I, this doesn't I, I kill your guys this... if you're if you're making guys that cost more than three, right? Right. Um, yeah. I, I don't I, I don't see how if if damnation sees no play, I don't see how this is ever going to outdo toxic deluge. I mean, yeah. I agree with you on that. Yeah, you either it's because you have Gurmag Angler in your deck, um, in which case you probably don't ever make two black black, um, or. Uh, I don't know how much is a damnation now, like eight bucks. I, I have no idea. So damnation is probably super expensive still. But I, I, I think that Zach, you're on the right track, and we should review anything that kills true name, and this kills true name. All right, here we go. Next card. Come on, mouse. Oh yeah. Um, the Doom Whisperer, which is not the Doomsayer, <laughs> unfortunately, but this song is awesome. Um. Is a cre- is a three black black for a creature nightmare demon. Uh, flying trample, pay two life, surveil two, six six. What do you think? You like this? Uh, this is on your list too, Zach. I like Doom Whisper a lot. Uh, I think that it has several applications. One of them is just like it's it's a fine reanimator target, right? Like putting a six six trampling flyer into play 
that gives you like some value wh- whether or not you untap, you know, is is up there with it's not as good as Grizzle Brand, Brand by any stretch of the imagination, but it does have game on the level of Grizzle Brand as far as like not, you know, if your opponent swords you, you at least still have some value from it. And you don't have to pay seven all at once. You True. can pay two. Take a like they swords it. You take a look at the top two. Like I'll look again. Look again. You know because yeah. you're gonna gain five. This you're is what I was talking six? about earlier. You're gonna gain six. Oh, it's a six six. It. It's a yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Uh, converted mana cost, not power. Um, this is what I mean when I say that unfortunately, Grizzle Brand's existence makes Reanimator like more constrictive. Like there's literally. Do you need a fifth Grizzle Brand? No, I mean you don't need a fifth Grizzle Brand, but not weak to Caracas. There are the other, yeah, this is true. It's not weak to Caracas. There are other cards though that you play. Uh, you know, is this better than Sire of Insanity? No, you know, there, you, you there's gonna gonna be a point where you look at this card and you're like, well, is there a corner case scenario that I want this card as a one of in my deck? You're playing in Tomb, so there might be times where you're just like, okay, I'll get the Doom Whisper. Or, you know, my opponent's gotten rid of all of my, uh, what's it called, uh, the uh, uh, Grizzle Brands with uh, Surgical. So now I'm going to play Doom Whisper, you know? Which is which is equivalent to Grizzle Brand, or not equivalent to Grizzle Brand, but as close as you're going to get. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm on board with I mean, I could see that. It's also only five to reanimate. Like, you only take five, which is pretty nice. Um, you know, it, it, you can, you, you, there are t- definitely times when I'm like, you, I've gotten the reanimator down, player down enough, but they can't reanimate Grizzlebrand, so now this spell snare is live because I'm going to spell snare whatever they cast. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know this gives a little bit more wiggle room, so there's there's that. Phil, I uh, I don't see it. I think the only home I could ever see this happening in is it is in a new shell of a deck where because this thing is castable off of dark rituals in like an actual game that you can you just end up having some kind of combo where you can surveil by paying two life to just straight up flip your deck over or maybe a deck um, that plays ritual soot yeah right because because <laughs> this kills everything smaller than it yeah like i i think like if you just if this was if this was kind of like the the thing where it hits the table and then you have it's in conjunction with something where you can pay life you know, ad nauseum, flip your entire library and kill them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think you're you. I don't think you ever care that this is a six six. True. I think that. I think in I that, think, in I, that I think the effect correct. is pay two life, surveil two, and I just read that as okay. Find the way where paying two life doesn't matter, and you can flip your deck. Yeah, this is a five mana enchantment. Let me put everything in my graveyard. Uh, reanimate all of the stuff with like uh the, with the firekin, right? Like if, if, you, if you, is, it's similar to uh like angel's grace ad nauseum. Where if you if you, you can just flip your library over like and then kill them from there, but this card allows you to play a deck where you can actually play lands, unlike the Uptal Spells deck. But you would then need another card to enable the fact that you can just pay two life infinitely. Children of Corliss is the card for that, but yeah, it's tough. It's it's a tough uh, it's a tough nut to crack with Grizzlebrand. I don't. It's, it's too bad. It's too bad because it's a cool it's a cool design, you know. Six six flying trample. That's pretty nice. Uh, okay, let's move on to. Oh, it took me forever to find this card, Zach. Connive <laughs> and concoct. Yes. Connive. This is a split card. Okay, we're gonna click this button that says rotate. 
Awesome. Connive is two and then uh, hybrid mana, blue-black twice. So two and two hybrid mana, blue-black. Uh, sorcery for gain control of target creature with power two or less. And then Concoct is three blue and black, so it's a gold card. Sorcery. Surveil three, then return a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Yeah. Connive is just too expensive. It is. It just, is. Just close enough, but it's too expensive. If it was, th- if it was three, it's like thread, threads of disloyalty. You know, like there's, it's got, it's got an offering there. Uh, unfortunately, uh, when I looked at this card, I did not see the two, and I thought this was uh, uh, Demir, Demir uh, for, uh, for this effect. Oh, I see. So that that definitely changes things because you're never gonna cast concoct. Uh, I I don't see anyone ever like casting that card and being like, ah, I got I gotta reanimate for five mana. I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. I think that these are supposed to be like a good early game effect, good late game effect. The problem is connive is not a good early game effect. No. Because it's a four mana sorcery that gives you a creature with power two or less. By the by the time you can cast this, someone's got something bigger than that. Um, there's just not like a, you know, like a, a, a deck, like a value style, like let's put as many basic lands into play blue black deck. It just doesn't happen really. You know, if this was, if now I see why you would thought if you, if this was black, if this was the, the two mana on the front, even to get a one power creature would be enough, mm-hmm. I think. Cause you could just grab their unflip Delver or I don't know, maybe that's it. <laughs> Mother of runes that they haven't, un, that they haven't untapped with it. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, I don't see it. Um, we have another split card, and that is expansion and explosion. Expansion is two. Is that yeah? Hybrid mana for an instant. Copy target instant or sorcery spell with converted mana cost four or less. You may choose new targets for the copy. Explosion is an instant for X blue blue red red. It deals X damage to any target. Then target player draws X cards. Okay, so this is a card I was looking at instead of playing uh, Twin Cast. Uh, this is another offering that you can that you can uh, play in uh, the like show and tell style, like Omni Tell deck, to like you know get the get the whole like uh, you know combo going with uh, Release the Ants. Twin Cast. I did not even realize that was played at all, to be honest. Yeah, you. So the the way that that works is you you cast Firemind's Foresight. Uh, uh, you, well, first you cast uh, what's it called a uh, uh, cunning so cunning so. wish. Yeah, right. you cast cunning wish after you know after you've got om- omniscience into play. So you you cast cunning wish, you get fire mind's foresight, then you get another uh, uh, cunning wish, uh, a two mana uh, duplicating spell, and a brainstorm, and then you duplicate uh, cunning wish again, so you can get the uh, Elmerati's call and release the answer from your board. So that that's what why I just thought that this card was was interesting because of that, and then it has you know it's very corner casey. You're ever going to use expulsion for anything, but it it is there as a thing. Well, ancient tomb, island, island, volcanic, volcanic is kill something, draw two cards. Yeah, I mean it's, it's not great, but it, it like I said, it's just like a, it is twin cast with upside in this particular deck. That might be enough. It's one of those situations where. Like you say with some of these cards that don't seem like much, that it'll probably be played. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if people play twin, twin Cast. Phil, Twin Cast variant, you on board? No. <laughs> Zach, I thought no modern, maybe Modern Storm? Like, 
Uh, I think if Modern Storm is playing a twin cast, it's the 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 closest one is increasing vengeance because you can play it out of your yard and double That's up. Right, yeah. 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 Uh, and you you get you can get some crazy shenanigans when you actually have like one of the ritual guys on the table, and so you can flash it back from your yard for four as opposed to five, and then doubling up on four when you just dark ritual a couple times gives you just like an insane amount of mana. But like the deck's room is too tight. I actually think. If Modern Storm is going to be picking up anything from this new set, it's going to be Mission Briefing. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, th- I think this card, you the the back the 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 backside the X spell that's never you're never casting that. Phil, as that's a true. heads up, I just want to point out that uh, increasing vengeance only costs two if you cast if you cast it off of Passive Flames. Yes, no, which is true. why and it's that, good. And by the way, the explosion can be reduced <laughs> by your. Uh, oh, this their, is true. It's, it's, it's only four mana. To do extra one card damage and extra card. damage. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I, that's, that's actually why I thought you put it on the list because I thought of Modern Storm. I didn't. I didn't know about this uh, show and tell technology, but it is. It is. It does exist. I was show thinking that like maybe the like the the front half. It's like, in a counter war. Yeah, maybe in like, but like the thing is that this thing hits only four or less, so it's like you can't target your opponent's force no. and just turn this into a counter spell. Yeah, the, which is unfortunate. I, yeah. I was trying to think when you guys said show and tell, I was like, oh well, if you were just like trying to go long in a counter war, and instead of playing hard counter spell, which is not something your deck is looking to do, you could, I guess, maybe play this and then go show and tell. They counter it, and then you just cast this copy or show and tell, but. There's just got to be better things to do than that, right? If the back half was any was had different, if the back if the half, back was, half had, was literally anything else that's not an uncastable, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is that. I mean, that is the problem. Is that this this is it is twin cast with upside uh, in that particular scenario, but because it does have that four or less situation, and the other half of this card is not really like realistically a card that's going to win you a game against your opponent, it doesn't really do it. I will say that explosion is only one mana more than Sphinx's Revelation, and that that card's been played. Yeah, but not in Legacy. No, 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 not in, unfortunately not in Legacy. Yeah. I think I would play this card in in modern and and just like, you know, American Del American Delver American uh, Control. Yeah, it's a Snapcaster on your bolt on the stack too. You yeah. know. Okay, uh, Beast Whisperer. Uh, it's two green green for a two three creature elf druid. Whenever you cast a creature spell, draw a card. Um, yeah, this is an elf. This is an elf. That's glimpse on a stick. Four mana. Four mana. I mean, this card does tap for uh one of the three mana with your uh, heritage druid. Yeah, the most busted card in elves, by the way. Um. <laughs> It's a two-three. It, it it's close. I, I'm. I I saw some elves people talking about playing it, and like as a, as some sort of grind out target. It it's not going to die to a lot of the things. Well, I guess maybe there's the idea that it's Does not it going to die decade? to a lot of things. It doesn't get abrupt decayed. You can't spell pierce it. <laughs> you, know? you can't spell pierce it, but I mean, four isn't like. Isn't it's like not a crazy lot crazy uh, for elves, right? Yeah, this is true. But you got to untap with it, which is tough. Do you? With, well, I mean, you don't really have to untap with it. If you can play this and get three mana, you can go off. 
if you can play this and get three mana, you can go off. Yeah. I mean, so like you can just play this on turn four when if you've untapped. The thing is, it's it's that tension where like spot removal against elves is not great, but you kind of don't really have anything else to you know. A lot of people don't have anything else to do, so you have spot removal in your deck. So it's like Bolt is probably still in someone's deck to kill like Wirewood Symbiote or whatever. Yeah. So like Bolt's still in their deck, but you know if Fatal pushes in their deck, they gotta have a they gotta have a fetch land for that to work. Um, you know, it doesn't get abrupt decay, doesn't get collective brutality, doesn't does get swords to plow shared, but you know, this comes down it probably you probably are untapping because they have if they have uh spot removal, they've used it on the whatever horrifying things you cast in the first three turns. True. I mean, but, there's also Gaia's Cradle, you know, like you the, you can just get to a point where you have a bunch of mana and kind of know where to go. This this could be like your num your uh glimpse number five you know um yeah i think i think it'll it's again it's one of those things like i think it'll see play i, I just looked up eternal witness because eternal witness is also for to uh get back a countered glimpse and then play it again and this is just for to get a glimpse but yeah if they I untap with this you're dead in, in <laughs> yeah in the real world i think what would like i i, I could see this being like current elves build just finding a home for this was a one of because it is a green sunnable glimpse and so yeah, that's an like having that ha being able to green sun for a glimpse just like um, i assume in certain positions gives your deck a ton of dimension yep. um but otherwise i think like if this deck if, if this card actually like takes off as like a four of an elves i think it's a new build of elves where they are getting rid of natural order and the fatties and i don't know if that's where you want want to go with it but i could see a deck that like cuts the tinker and the fatties and instead just plays on like a much harder i'm trying to just like just goes elf ball on somebody yeah yeah um, well, you, here's the thing you go four caverns and suddenly this is uncounterable like if, you, if you're just like what's that what's that elf that pumps all the other elves azuri yeah oh archdruid there's a Zuri Renegade leader. There's Archdruid, the Elvish Archdruid. Like, you could just be like, my plan is to play four caverns and my only non-creature spell, like, just cut the natural orders and then just, like, draw more elves. It is a pretty and, interesting sideboard plan to, like, take out your glimpses and your... Na I don't know about your... And your natural orders in this particular current build, but, like, just take out your glimpses and, like, play this guy instead and watch your opponent be like, well, I just sided in a bunch of, like, stuff that was gonna help me against that. Now my opponent has 16 dudes on the board. Well, I well think if you're that... gonna be, like, go hard on Cavern so that they can't they can't interact with you yeah. on the stack... Um, you can just use this as a thing that comes down and you just draw till you get to your Azuri or you draw to get your Arch Druid and you keep drawing and you keep making more huge things and just attack. <laughs> you know? I mean, the thing about Elves is that you lose because you have to respect Natural Order and Glimpse of Nature, but the way you respect that is by sitting back and taking three a turn from uh, uh, like a Metal Sentinel and, a, you know, Kyrian Ranger, you just die to that. So, if if you were to cut the natural order package in the fatties, then you play this, and then you can also, if you were like looking at combo off where you just want a ton of mana because you just want to keep, you just want to like draw your whole deck. Uh, you also have what's that the the old elf that is priest of Titania? No, that's not. It's not that. It's 
But it's the one no, in the green that just uh, cradles your for your elves. That is Priest of Titania. Priest of Titania, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah, you also like if, if you make space for that elf too, like you know, just having eight cradles plus eight glimpses in your deck seems pretty sweet. Concordant yeah. crossroads go nuts. Yeah, you don't even need probably don't even really need that, but I mean, it's yeah. I mean, I think that it, I think this will be tested and uh, it will maybe see some play. Uh, goblin Crater Maker, one and a red for creature Goblin Warrior. Um, it's a two-two, one and sacrifice Goblin Crater Maker. Choose one. Goblin Crater Maker deals two damage to target creature or destroy target colorless non-land permanent. I, I got around on this man. I've come around on this. I gotta uh, laugh at the fact that it does two damage. It does two damage to like a, um, a Sarah Avenger, but it just blows up an Emrakul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, he's over it. Dude, I adore, I adore designs where they have, they, they just like print a design where they're like, yeah, Eldrazi was a mistake. That happens all the time. Also, like, I, I, I love when they just acknowledge they're like, yeah, this was just a problem that we made and we can't make up for it now, so we have to give you like these really weird developmental cards. Can we talk about the black cat in this photo? What's that all about? Good question. <laughs> There's just like a little tiny kitty cat in the in the bottom there. Just hanging After out. With our, him. <laughs> seeing our friend the Doomsayer makes me scared that we're gonna end up with Emrakul being on Ravnica. That looks like a Emrakul card. Black Cat is like a hinted Innistrad too. Oh. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess the first question is: Does, does Goblins play this? Um. Do Goblins? Does Goblins still exist? Wasn't that like a one-week thing? Let me tell you. Let me think. Let me, let me go <laughs> a quick aside here. I'm gonna write this down so I can timestamp this aside. Fifty-six thirty-five. Um. I played, I've been playing this blue-white Myth Realize Delver deck. And my theory was that Myth Realize can be as big as a Death Shadow, but I don't have to kill myself and I can play Stifle. And the first two leagues, it was great. I played two leagues, it was awesome. It was, I was just cutting stuff down. I still never got a 5-0, but I did, I, did, I did well. You know. Then I went to stream it. <laughs> of course I went to stream it. And I just got destroyed. Every game was, was just horrendous. Except for Goblins, which I 2 owed in about four and a half minutes. <laughs> I feel bad for the poor Goblins people who love Goblins, you know? But, like, boy, that thing is just, that, that deck is just so hard to, uh, to compete with right now. Just too many, like, four drops, you know? <laughs> like, swords, snap swords. Ugh. Anyway, I, back to the... I feel no remorse for anyone playing Goblins that loses. You've you've um, done this to yourself. There is a better tribal deck that you could have been playing, but you spent your money on little red dudes. Yeah. Anyway, maybe Goblins wants this. You can matron for it. It comes up. It comes in off ringleader. Destroy target colorless non-land permanent is interesting. It does kill artifacts, and I guess they have a lot of problem with equipment. Um, but obviously, they don't have a problem with chalice or anything. You know, they play chalice in the board. Yeah. So it's possible this is a one-off in Goblins. Did did you come around on my idea at all? Like this this could be a thing you just sideboarded yeah. in rug. Yeah, I think I think this is a card that that could that could see a sideboard play in rug. I don't know that like it's exactly where you want to be, but like there's gonna be times when you're just like, you know what? I'm sick at my local of having people come in and just blow me up with uh with Eldrazi or like I'm sick of seeing Chalice and this gets rid of Chalice. You know, there there's gonna be times when it's it's fine to play this. Um, I, it is, I think it does, your your target for this has to be specifically 
like the bigger stuff. Because if yeah. you wanted to do a chalice, you just play Tin Street Hooligan. I suppose. I mean, this, well, is like, this has a little bit more uh, flexibility, and that's why you don't necessarily play Tin Street Hooligan. Maybe you do want to deal two damage to target creature. Like, you don't, you know, you might want to. Sometimes you need to get rid of a Delver. Right. Uh, <laughs> this comes down through Spell Pierce, you know? So there's that. If you're in that, in that situation, I don't know how many I don't know how many you'd play in the board of rug, and or if you would at all. But it is uh, it is a it is a way to kill an artifact. It's a way to kill Thought Not Seer and Reality Smasher, and Endbringer and all the horrifying things that they printed. You know what Goblin's deck actually does want this a lot? Vintage. Oh, goblins. oh, <laughs> they're gonna say like Goblin Stompy. No, no, Vintage Goblins. Like you're already playing Welder and stuff like that. This card's great in that deck. You, it, it's it's got game against Delver, which is out there in the meta and it like deals with your opponent. Like it deals with workshop. Yeah. Uh, Goblin crater maker does not destroy lands, but what can you do? Well, workshops. What? I don't, I don't mean the debt, the card. Workshop. No, no, no. I, I, mean, I know. I know. I'm yeah. just saying like, that just reminded me that the crater literal crater maker does not destroy workshop or kills like Karn, a, you know, yeah, kills, kills Karn, you know, <laughs> two damage to target creature. The destroy thing is like the, a super powerful planeswalker. The, the thing is, it's really the second mode. For go- even for actual goblins, like they can just matron or whatever for uh, that cycling goblin that kills your Jim Palm guy or Jim Palm Center. Yeah. Though on the other hand, that might sometimes it doesn't deal too. <laughs> you know, yeah. like sometimes you get removed in advance and it's a blowout. All right. Last card that I had, unless we end up with more, but Vraska Golgari Queen. Two black green. Legendary Planeswalker Vraska. Plus two. You may sacrifice another permanent. If you do, you gain one life and draw a card. Minus three. Destroy target non-land permanent with converted mana cost three or less. Minus nine. You get an emblem with whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, that player loses the game. This is a four loyalty Planeswalker. What do you think? Yes, queen? I yeah yeah yes queen no I think that this card's playable in a deck that doesn't exist yet I think that if if Leovold becomes a thing this is yet another great planeswalker that uh th- that it, it's kind of okay but like that ultimate may, just puts so many so many like other decks like uh what's it called a uh, uh miracles and stuff like out of the game like if you can just get in one damage like many of those decks can can eventually get in one damage. Yeah, by then you've sacrificed three permanents. That is, you <laughs> may sacrifice a permanent. Oh, that's true. You that's do not true. have to sacrifice the permanent, which is the big, I think is the big thing there. And you've been drawing cards and stuff. So, I mean, you know, maybe you're, you're, you've got tokens and stuff. Who knows? I, I think that this is a great card for a deck that doesn't exist yet. Is this, is this a powerful card? Is minus three destroy target? Is minus three abrupt decay any good? I mean, four mana abrupt decay. You do get to do that, like you get to do that again in two turns. So okay, you come down, you kill their thing, mm-hmm. you kill their one thing on board. That isn't a that isn't, that isn't uh, German Angler true name, <laughs> yeah, or whatever. <laughs> that isn't Jace. Then you plus two, and maybe you like sacrifice an extra land and draw a card. I think and the negative minus three, three is, again. is like icing on the cake. It's not like great. I mean, this card's not like a five. You know, like this is a. This is a three at best, but like, I think that if you're gonna be playing like one of these go like a Golgari style deck or maybe like splashing blue for Leovold kind of thing, 
Um, you know, maybe maybe this is a card that sees play as a one of or is is in the board. I don't think that this is like, oh man, it's like as good as Jace kind of thing, you know. I hate to even say this, but it's a good Nick Fit card. Yeah, of because course. you have extra lands, you have extra veteran explorers. Yeah, you want to get rid of those veteran explorers, man. Of course, if you already have four, you're just going up to six. But you know, that's still pretty good. Phil, you Phil still checked get... out a while ago. He's like, I'm I'm off this. I I, I this this is. <laughs> I think you are so generous that you're like, this card's going to see play in a deck that doesn't exist yet, and then proceeded to name every card that this thing can't deal with? That's just way better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why we have these discussions. Like, you know, bring these bring these cards out into the light and see and see if they aren't afraid of their own shadow, you know? Like, hey, dude, that, I'm, that's I'm here for it. I that's just go, an important you, part of this whole process. You got a, a, a four-mana card that gives you an effect that you can find for cheaper and more reliable and then i i like i agree the the power really comes from what are you getting out of the sack trigger yeah um i just i can't think of a world that wants a golgari card in legacy at four mana that you know doesn't at least give you some kind of you you like you know what you're getting when it comes down you know like I, i i have trouble seeing how this is stabilizing the board because if you're coming down and killing a thing, that's fine. But other planeswalkers do that better. Yeah. No, and and if you're if you're untapping, if you're if you're you're plusing, you're you're proactively hindering your board to draw a card. But so you really got to get something out of the fact that you're sacking a permanent. Um, I mean, maybe you're doing like blood gas shenanigans. That is, that is actually a thing I thought that you could do, like some sort of recursive deck. Um, four mana. Four mana spell is not always great in that. Now, sorry, I'm not going. I'm trying not to, trying not to talk too loud now. On an empty board with Liliana the Last Hope, Liliana the Last Hope comes on an empty board and sometimes just pluses and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a thing. You come down on an empty board, you plus it. You don't have to sacrifice anything. So now you've got a six loyalty planeswalker. And then your next two things could be like, kill the thing you play, Kill the thing you play. Well, Liliana costing only three and then making it so, like, even if she ticks up on an empty board, she also, because she ticks up to kill X1s, that means that your entire, your opponents, all your opponents' X1s are dead on arrival. Yeah. But now all of your opponents are For not only three, but for plus loyalty. Yeah, I think the right. plus loyalty part of of Last Hope is is the big is the big draw to, to playing that card over this. I I mean, it's tough because like a card like this, like I looked at and I was it, it, and this is literally why we do this. I look at this card and I go, huh, it's a four mana planeswalker, four loyalty. Could this be a player? And then like now now that we're talking about it, I'm like, ah, I don't I don't see it anymore. But like initially, when especially because of the hype, I think you know one one of the services of doing this for people is being like, this is not a twenty dollar card. Don't spend money on this on this card because you think it might be a, a role player. Oh, this might be good in standard though. I mean, I, I I look at this card is very. I mean, the other reason that like Lily Last Hope is insane is because she ultimates insanely fast. And her ultimate also doesn't require you to have anything else. This ultimate requires you to have a creature to attack with. So yeah. it's not only got to attack, like you not only have to have creatures, but it has to get through. Um, but the well, other, hold on a second. This 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 ultimate's a turn faster than Liliana. 
it costs well, one effectively more. they cost the one more okay but it's still it's still it's still on the board after that too but it also doesn't protect itself by plussing right no i'm not saying yeah i'm just saying literally on the last hope is one of those situations it's one of those cards where it's either it's it's feast or famine a lot of the time right and that's what this is too the in terms either, of like best planeswalkers ever printed it's Jace the Mind Sculptor, and I think very safely Lily Last Hope in second place. Chandra. Not close. Karn. Karn, Dak, not close. Faden. Dak, Dak and Faden. I mean, mm, Dak's probably yeah. in the top six. Lily. Like, Liliana, Liliana of the Veil is like, in Legacy, is way worse than Last Hope. I agree. Currently, yes. And I think that. Right, Lily of the Last Hope might be the reason this card never gets played because if you if you're in the market for that for that like grindy removal planeswalker effect, uh, you've already got Lily of the Last Hope and it's I, already on color and it's three mana. Um, if you're not playing Swords to Plowshares, I have a really hard time thinking of a fair blue deck ever until they print something way how they would do it better. But I think we live in a 4X Baleful Strix world for the rest of our lives. Don't get me started. Don't get me started on Baleful Strix. It's true, though. It's, it's <laughs> incidental. It does everything you want, and it does it as efficiently as it can possibly be done. Oh, jeez. In you colors know, that you want. No, so, you're stealing my rant. You're stealing my rant. <laughs> oh, no, but I'm, I'm not saying... Uh, the thing is, I don't have a problem with it. I'm just saying that it will be there as the 4 of 2 drop forever. Yeah. So yeah. as long as that's the case, Lily Last Hope is always going to be better than Veil. Unless yeah. like some kind of thing happens that upends the entire format where you can't, you can't, you just can't be playing X ones, you know? Um, yeah. And, and, and then better than this as well. Cause even though you could abrupt decay, the, the Baleful Strix that feels worse than, than plusing the kill it. And I think Dude, you're right. If you're going to play four Strix, your Baleful Strix, you are so far ahead. Oh my God. The, the, you just I've won actually, the game. That's a, not, not to not to diverge too much. I tried boarding out removal against those Grixis decks. Like, what do I care? <laughs> you know, like I just can't let stuff at the table, or I gotta like just throw stuff into my baleful strix. I need more stuff that isn't, you know, what am I gonna do? Remove someone say that they need more stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> baleful strix does, does the thing where it bridges the gap so well that unless like you had a Vraska, like if you were looking to play this card, unless you had something where it was like you had a Golgari strix. That when it died, you like, I don't know, you drew a card and killed it. I don't know. You would need you need you need that sack trigger to be really doing a lot of work for you. No, um, only if you, world... you want a comparison for a card that didn't protect itself and had high loyalty and never made it. Look at Narset. Yeah, I, well, I mean Narset's garbage. Um, and, and I'm not saying that that Go, the Golgari Queen isn't garbage. I also, but um. There is a world where this is better than Liliana the Last Hope, and that is a world where people play four Abrupt Decays, and this card does push you into that world slightly because it's in those colors. Dude, nobody was playing a four Abrupt Decay even no, when... No, one was. Hold on a second. This kills, this kills Liliana the Last Hope, so checkmate. <laughs> wow, game over. True. I mean, your opponent plays that on their turn, and you follow this up with this. Could you, and you, could you imagine... There, there's your there's your answer, Phil. This this breaks the Grixis mirror by by blowing up the Liliana the Last Hope that they brought in for your Baleful Strix and uh, for your Baleful Strix and uh, Snapcaster Mage deck. Yeah, I don't know. So I think it's I, I'm not huge on it, and you know, 
I wish it was one black and green or the plus two did something else. I'm sure I could have done a search for like things that have cool death effects. I mean, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't see it right now, but I could see a world where, you know, I mean, Stitcher supplier is always going to be there as like, you know, one of the better enablers that they've printed in a long time. Um, I, the thing is the, the other problem though, is like, it's competing on the same curve as Jace, the mind sculptor. And you have to have a, like, it, it, to me, this would only fall into the realm of you're playing the walker that's not blue, so it doesn't die to pyroblast. Yeah. But then you also not only that, but then you also need a reason to like this as the, this being a build around. Garrick Relentless has been in that slot. Yeah. Um, but Garrick also... Relentless doesn't need any help. No, I, I'm, I'm. That's what I'm saying. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm agreeing. Yeah, I, I think I would play oh, no. Garrick Relentless over this card. I. I, I agree. I mean, this card, simply put, like, as far as four-mana Planeswalkers that aren't blue are concerned, you've got, you know, uh, Gideon, right? Like, that's that's your go-to four-mana non, non-blue, so thusly not pyroblastable uh, Planeswalker, you know? And not in these colors, per se, but, like, that's that's kind of the, uh, the tier uh, card that you have to at least compare this sort of thing to. Well, that's right. And, well, you know... Let's say you start with your four mana planeswalkers. So you got Gid- you got Jace, and then you got Gideon, and then you have Chandra, mm-hmm. and then if you get into black, you just play more Lilianas, and then if you were in green, you play Garrick. Yeah. And, the, the, and there's already no one playing green, as we established. So. So I think we can but, we can safely say that this card is not going to be playable. I I think this card's the the one thing that's it's really really hard in a format with days and force to be playing a card that's so contingent on synergy that's not cheap where all of the walkers that you just said they're all powerful walkers but they are powerful walkers that need nothing else yeah if you top it and you're you're just on a on a a delayed board and you're trying to win the top deck war any of those walkers are going to do work by themselves this one has to eat its own board in order to like actually net you card advantage, in which case you're not even getting advantage because you're trading a permanent life. For a card. It's netting you one life. And then it, the ultimate isn't even good because you need to have a board. So like this card is never good by itself. Oh, I just look at that ultimate and think about creeping tar pit though. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, um, I dig your style of tapped lands plus four drops in the right. <laughs> format. Right. I, think, I, I, I would love for a card like this to be good. It's just like, this is like one of those cards where it's absolutely the trap of people will build around it, try and make it good, and then realize that the synergy at this ex- expensive of a cost is just not reasonably doable in Legacy. Well, unfortunately. Let's, uh, let's, let's, you know, I think that we're thinking about this as like your one, your, your one to two of top end card in a fair deck. Or. Was this the card? It's been so long to talk about it. Was this one Zach said there hasn't been a deck built for it yet? Yes. <laughs> um, there could be a synergy-based deck that does that is able to take advantage of this at a high level, but synergy decks get checked by the fact that there's a one mana five five and baleful Strix and force and days and spell pierce and assassin's trophy and our you know all this other stuff that's now out there. Um, you know that's 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 the real hard part for synergy decks. synergy versus good stuff. I mean, you could argue that any combo deck is a synergy deck, but combo decks are synergy decks that win immediately as opposed to, like, a grindier synergy deck like the zombie deck or, 
like sort of old time, you know, Maverick even, though Maverick's a little bit better, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. all and those decks have are checked by the fair decks. The and... other thing about like the those like grindy attrition decks that you just like talked about, like the, the zombie deck or whatever, the other thing that like their synergy is coming at zero mana. Right. And so they can have that kind of synergy because one, they're trying to beat up on like ponder brainstorm decks by not caring about counter magic. But then also like those cards get all of their incremental advantages at no mana. And that's where the, the power doesn't come because they're like getting these, you know, one ones and two ones and, you know, garbage, whatever. It's because they (laughs) get it for free and free is powerful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, I know that this sounds dumb now, but like, like you could think maybe there's a dredge, there's some sort of dredge deck that not the dredge deck, but a dredge deck that was like, yeah, we'll just sacrifice and then dredge six, and then this minus three takes care of any like rest in peace or graft diggers cage things. I mean, but you got to get to four, and that's what you're saying, Phil. That it, it go, you go from like, look how great this stuff is that I can do for free to make a land drop go, make a land drop go, make a land drop go. You know. So. Yeah. Are there any other cards that we wanted to talk about? The one card that we don't have on the list that I could see somebody coming up with some kind of combo deck that could win immediately. Uh, is the Steamkin, the elemental that gives you free... Oh, yes, dark the, the ritual oh, guy. Oh, okay. All right, so I got I, it, I got it. I have no idea where Hold this on, would go, but the fact up. that, like, Rite of Flame and uh, those new red impulse draw three card cards exist, I could see you just being like, you know, ritual, ritual, cast the act on impulse or whatever, flip three cards, make an additional three mana, and then just continuously go off where this dude is just incidentally giving you dark rituals progressively on that turn. Yeah. As you right, like, hold on, just... hold on. It's ri- runaway, runaway steam. steam. We, gotta, we gotta read it. We gotta, we gotta runaway steam. My bad. Steam my bad. My bad. Runaway steamkin. One in a red. Creature elemental. Whenever you cast a red spell, if runaway steamkin has fewer than three plus one plus one counters on it, put a plus one plus one counter runaway steamkin, remove three plus one plus one counters from it, add red, 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 and it's a one, one. Uh, and everything you're saying is true. And we actually probably should have mentioned it because that deck already does exist. There is, There are Red Storm decks. Did I not include this on the list? Oh, maybe you did and I didn't see it. Sorry. I don't, I don't know what, oh, good. How, how the deck is properly built, but, I mean, you just go, like, you know, turn one right of flame, cast this guy, and then either you have to wait to untap or you just go, like, spirit guide plus another ritual, make a thing. I, I have no idea how you build the deck, but this thing incidentally just giving you dark rituals to like make it so <laughs> your, your draw spells can just constantly be getting turned over. Uh, like I could see a world where, yeah, you just like filter through your deck and then you have some kind of kill condition after you just like did, you know, cast 40 spells in a turn and grape shot them or something. You know? Okay, hold on a second. Let's count. Mountain, Rite of Flame, Runaway Steamkin, Lotus Petal, Rite of Flame, three mana trigger. So now this has a counter on it. Mm-hmm. Act on impulse. That's we're up to six cards. So now you just cast you, because you've got three mana for your right of flame. Now you've cast act on impulse. Trigger. So that has two counters on it. You have one card in hand and three that are coming out. If one of those is a lion's eye diamond, you might win, <laughs> or another lotus petal. I think you might win that turn. Or like it, a manamorphos. Manamorphose is a card you could use. Something that like you need you basically need like a way to to get the third trigger 
on this thing so you can then get your ritual and then draw more cards. But I think that that is a, a potential turn one win. Like, I see a world where you're just, like, playing mono four ofs and, you know, you, you get, like, cards where if you're casting... If you're getting, like, a bunch of free rituals off of this guy, then all of a sudden the five-mana wheel that has, uh, you know, or any of the wheel effects that, you know, normally would not be playable, you kind of just can have because you Reforge have... the soul, like, yeah. Um, but, I mean, there's also... There may be, like, just, you know, random cards we've never seen before where it's, like, a red <laughs> spell that says, like, put a plus one, plus one counter on a thing, draw a card or something. I don't know. You know, like... I could see a world where there's like really weird cards that are this thing helps enable because you get free dark rituals out of it. Mm -hmm. um, well, currently okay. the deck the deck uses um, Ruby Medallion, and with Ruby Medallion, Ruby Medallion doesn't add mana; it just makes things cheaper. So the you know is adding mana versus making things cheaper. Or you probably could play both. Well, because you're on I'm Seething at, Song and shit, right? Like. Oh yeah. Yeah. I you, mean, let's say, let's say, like your seventh card in that is Seething Song. So now you've got five mana, and then three cards from Act on Impulse. All you need to do is just draw more Act on Impulses, or more Hazrets Undying Furies, or what was the other card you said? Manamorphose, like any of that stuff, right? I think that yeah, you could you turn one. Have cast and flames, if you want. Goblin lore. You know. Well, you can't. Use, you don't have any cards in hand with this deck ever because you just you just spew everything into your graveyard. Passing Flames is awesome though. Bonus round, which I couldn't remember what it actually did, but I saw that there was four in someone's list. Yes, that's actually that's a good point, Phil. We should have put this card up higher because I actually could see that working. You just you have to be a very specific kind of person who loves to jam <laughs> this Red Storm deck to play it. Well, th like there's my also friend probably like I I just see. Similar to how gobl Goblin Lore was nowhere to be seen until there was a deck that like specifically wanted that effect, and then it was twenty dollars. Yeah. yeah, I see. Like this guy just being in it, like free dark rituals means that if there's anything that like combos well with this guy, that like if you just incidentally have like a really powerful game where you get board cards like Blood Moon and shit, and then like if you're also this guy. Is also just inherently a a man plan beatdown guy, right? Right, um, right, right. Like if you ever need like the back door, like oh man, my combo's fizzling. Like you can still just kind of like punch them, um, because like a four four is not the smallest thing in the world, you know. Um, and then yeah. like free mana is like always good, and I I I don't know what kind of list like exactly that it would look like. But whatever it is, it absolutely is going to be, like, stupid busted, right? Like, the last time we got a free Dark Ritual on a card, it was Dark Petition. Yeah. yeah oh, oh, and I got destroyed by Dark Petition because I was I was holding my spell snare thinking it was going to be an Infernal Tutor. Uh, Zach just said we had that he has to hop off in a minute, and I don't think we have any other cards. I do want to mention one thing. Hmm. We have a new patron. Oh, sweet. Steven Long. Steven Long. Steven Long. Is that someone Dude. from my high school? I have no Did idea. I go to high school with you, Stephen Long? Is it someone we don't know? <laughs> <laughs> As of, so, of course, thank you to all of our patrons. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Um, and I'm looking forward to the set now. I think that there's some interesting stuff to do with I I think this Arclight Phoenix is going to be good. I'm not going to let you guys forget that, though I probably will when I realize it doesn't work. Um, but... 
Yeah. Cool. Any other yeah, announcements? We're good. I think this set's going to be dope. I don't know what things are actually going to stand out, but I'd pay attention to the cheap cards as they continue to spoil things. I'm yeah. looking for that one mana surveil to draw a card card. Yeah, oh, sweet. Sweet. Oh, that would that would be so busted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for surveil opt, right? Like we can have that. Yeah. Yeah, sir. All right. Cool. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good Happy week, everybody. Thanks. Night. Can it be any more stuff? It's good. Keep it up with the Joneses. Stop, stop. Any more stuff? Can it be any more stuff? It's our good. Keep it up with the Joneses. Keep it up with the Joneses. Keep it up with the Joneses. All right. Where does he get those wonderful toys? Eternal Dirtles is supported by Audible.com. If you'd like a free audiobook and start up a trial with Audible, you can go to audibletrials.com slash eternaldirtles, and they'll hook you up with a free book, and you'll be supporting the show. Thanks so much.